Uh, welcome to the 21st episode of the Dudes Spake Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about Indonesian mythology, nor is it a podcast about wild truffle hunting. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this show is hosted by two dudes. Hello, I'm Jaden. Hey, Jaden, and this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Uh, welcome back to the show, Jaden. Thank you. Yeah, so Jaden's here to talk about uh, Mid-Atlantic Leather, which is where you're at right now. You're right now at Washington, D.C., aren't you? Or are you on your way back? That's right, yeah. I've, I No, I'm still in Washington, D.C. Um, I have another two nights here, actually. And uh, I, I arrived uh, last week, so yeah, it's been a good visit. It's quite cold right now, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. We, we have to actually make this quick. We're doing this a little bit impromptu, because he's got a dude coming over uh, to be spanked, is that correct? That's right, and I just found out about that a couple hours ago, so, you know, yeah. good things come to people who wait sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> the very and end of the whole event. <laughs> speaking of things coming to those who wait, Jaded, uh, for, for those who who aren't familiar, is the creator of WAPS, W-H-E-P-P-Z, which is an app for, um, right now, available on app on uh, iPhones and also online uh, at W-H-A-P-P-Z.com. A hookup app for dudes into spaking. You have some news. I do. Um, so I've been working quite hard. Um, the iPhone app, as you said, has been out for a year, and uh, it's been growing. We get about a hundred downloads a month. Um, still not really caught on yet, though. Like as far as people logging in regularly. And one of the big missing pieces of this is, of course, having um, an Android app, uh, which is again a whole different effort and new, you know, new programming language, uh, new to me and so, but I'm excited to announce that um, the app is basically done. <laughs> um, so I do have some final, you know, tests and and trying to find bugs and stuff before I do a release. And but I am expecting to release the next month. So for all those that have been waiting with Android phones, um, the wait is almost over. Uh, I might even have some beta testing happening this month. So if anyone's interested, you can reach out to me. Uh, I do have a profile there. It's just WAPS is the profile name. Uh, or you can get in touch with Scott, and he can connect us as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's coming soon, and and I have yeah, I have big big hopes for it. Um, but yeah, so far it's it's a little slow to take <laughs> uh, as far as like um, people adopting it and and stuff. But I I haven't given up. I I think there's a a big opportunity to to help connect people and and have a more um, you know, an alternative out there uh, for people that want to use it on a phone. So that's the, that's been the goal all along, and it's been like a three year almost a three-year effort now, so I'm happy to kind of see it come to an end in a way, too, because <laughs> yeah. I deal with this all in my own time, of course, <laughs> so uh, it's for the community. Yeah, and so that's some good news. Now we have some really, really bad news, um, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to rush and get this podcast episode out is to let people know what's going on in Los Angeles. Um Threshold is the name of the BDSM club where the Moonburn spanking events. Uh, you know, listeners to the podcast know that I, I'm always bringing up Moonburn. Moonburn is a very, very big source of a resource and meeting place for for guys in the spanking in the community. Um, uh, if you if you haven't heard about Moonburn before, go all the way back to episode three, which is an episode that's entirely pretty much devoted to Moonburn. Um, 
last Wednesday, we got a big uh, notification from the people who operate the club that the L.A. Fire Department has come in and forced them to shut their doors. Um, so the sex club, uh, the BDSM club threshold is officially closed for now. Uh, so what's going on is there are some zoning and permitting issues. Um, I spoke to um, Paul, uh, who you all know as Copper, uh, the artist. I interviewed him in episode 17. He's one of the founders or one of the people who's heavily involved in keeping the Moonburn parties going. Um, so it turns out all this time, uh, this club has kind of been operating illegally. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so Los Angeles, you know, you know, we we all know Los Angeles is a big, huge city, has loads of regulations. Um, one of the interesting things about Los Angeles is that it has so many regulations, it's really not able to enforce them. And so, what they so so a lot of so it's a big, huge gray market here in Los Angeles, which is great in a lot of ways. Um, but it could go very, very badly for you if you tick somebody off. And uh, from talking to Copper, that seems to be what might have happened. So they've had the fire department come in and uh, inspect the the location for years with no problems. For 15 years they've been there. Uh, and the Moonbird Party has been there itself for about 15 years. Um, they've had no problems. But apparently somebody must have complained. And so they came in and did a full inspection, um, and this area, th this building is permitted to be a warehouse. Um, it is not permitted to be an actual sex club. Um, sex clubs are legal in Los Angeles. Uh, the permitting process is very expensive and very complicated and has a whole lot of demands uh, that might end up being very, very difficult to meet. Um, so what I've heard from Paul uh, yesterday, we spoke on the phone just yesterday, um, is that they're uh, they're reaching out to some other folks. Um, but they've already gotten some invites at some potential locations to look into um, where they might be able to have these parties. Um, and so they're working on that. So we don't know what the status of Moobird is right now. Um, so stay tuned, uh, folks. I think it's I, – I don't want to say that the February party has been canceled. It hasn't officially been canceled, um, but I, I'm finding it hard to imagine how they're going to be able to organize a new location for a party in two weeks. Um, it is January 21st as we're recording this. So um, be prepared if you're in Los Angeles that the party might not be happening. If you were thinking of coming out to the February Moonburn party, it might not be happening. Um, I might do a very quick recording once we know what's going on, just to let the community know what's going on. This is really, really bad. I mean, this is where, Jane, this is where you and I met, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of people there. It's a very important um thing to have in a city yeah pretty and, much uh, it's, I'm, yeah one of the reasons i moved to los angeles because there was a monthly gathering yeah an opportunity to kind of grow and expand that way so it's really disappointing that um there's been a disruption to that so we don't know the extent of it as scott explained but um, i know they're working hard to look at alternatives and i'm sure that something will happen in the coming months but yeah likely not in the next two weeks yeah yeah everyone pretty much everyone i've had on the podcast except for brian 
Um, and everyone, you know, I talk to about talk about on the podcast, the bully and boss band I've both met at Moonburn. Everyone I've met is at Moonburn and Moonburn, like the this this baking scene in Los Angeles is like like you talked about why it's why you came here. It's one of the things that keeps me here. Like my my job is such that my career would be better. Um, my personal outside of of uh, outside of spanking, my career would have more opportunities if I were to move to the other side of the country. Um, but I really like LA so much, and the spanking com- community is part of that. That I don't want to do that, and I'm happy with living with my career being where it is because I like these other parts of my life. So I'm really, really, really hoping that we're able to figure this out. Um. And yeah, we will keep we will keep everyone up to speed uh, with what's going on there. Um, with that, uh, let's shift to the dude, real dude, speak real dude section and talk about what you're up to, Jaden, out in DC. You are at Mid Atlantic Leather. Is that the name of it? Did I have that right? It's commonly known as Mal M A L. Yes, I, I know it as M A L, but it, it is Mid Atlantic Leather. So, so what is that? Um, so it's, it's basically a large um, convention, if you would call it that, <laughs> of people into of men in, uh, into kink of all kinds. Um, it's comparable to the big one, which is in Chicago, the IML, which people may have heard of. So this is a slightly smaller version, although it's pretty big. Um, they basically take over an entire hotel um, such that it's like it's closed to any you know private like reservations or whatever, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it's in the thousands of people that are uh, showing up for this from all over the place. So, was this your it's first, my first time? time? Yes, yeah, first time here. Um, and uh, yeah, I was encouraged to come by some of the people I met uh, at events um, last year, and um, I made it a priority to to sort of book things early enough to get reasonable prices. And yeah, it's a bit of a, um, a distance to travel from San Diego all the way to. Washington D.C., but um, but yeah, had a really good time. So um, so how big? I mean, the big obvious question is you know, how much does spanking do spanking and and people who are into spanking play a role in this uh, event? Yeah, so you know we've talked before about how we're we're kind of this minority within the minority. <laughs> so you know, there's there's not everyone's kinky, obviously. Um, I think people, you know, there's there's an element of it, but there's there's a small number of you know, gay men that would go to an event like this. And then within that, there's an even smaller that are into the fetish that we are. Um, but the interesting thing about something like this is that they have, there's somewhat of an open door kind of situation uh, at the hotel. <laughs> so you get people that may not have considered spanking or might be interested in watching and maybe participating um, that you wouldn't normally get at a spanking only event because that wouldn't be enough for them, right? Oh, right. So it is a broader, a broader sort of community, if you'd say, and that we're not all that different than all the other fetishes. Um, we just have like a really specific one that we like a lot. So, um, so that, that'd be the difference. As for like, you know, the portion of it that's where there's like dedicated, you know, spanking people that have like profiles and, you know, go and do spanking hookups with no sex at all and, I would say it's very, very small, like probably less than 30 people out of the however many, you know, like there's probably a couple thousand at, at MAL. So we're a pretty small minority, <laughs> uh, but there was some crossover. So it's not not as small as you think. 
Right. So, so what did you do at the party? So it's it's officially over now, right? It was it was Friday it, through Sunday. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. There, it's um, people would start arriving on Thursday. I got here on Thursday. Um, it officially opened on Friday afternoon, and that's when the hotel kind of went into this like lockdown, and you know, it was only event people that were allowed in and such. Um, and then, yeah, ended today. So it was, uh, I guess, three days. And uh, as far as the the sort of agenda of it, <laughs> um, I didn't actually know when I got here. So I was I was just kind of coming, not knowing what to expect. But there's quite a bit. Like, I knew there would be a uh, – there's a community party. So the, the city of D.C., like in the D.C. metro area, they have a monthly party, like Moonburn. Right. Um, it's at a bar. Um, it's at, the bar sort of allows them to use this upstairs, like, bar that would normally be closed off at that time and it's uh so that so that party probably had oh i think almost 100 people it was very crowded oh wow uh, that that was the main event that was um the most sort of where there was the most spanking action um but in addition to that there was a party every night at the hotel in some of the rooms that were rented by you know spanking enthusiasts <laughs> Um, which are, you know, the people I that sort of encouraged me to come. So there was there was a party literally every day. And on the Saturday, there was two parties because there was the one um, at the bar in town as well as the one at the hotel. So. Well, that sounds like a lot of a lot. So how much how much baking play did you get in? Quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it. I mean, it, in a way, it was like when you envision like even a suite at a hotel, um, there's not that many play spaces. Right. Like you've got a bed and you might have a couch and that might be it. <laughs> um, so you've got space to have a lot of people. And so in that sense, like I wasn't playing as much as perhaps I do at Moonburn because there's just more it's set up for more people to play at the same time. Um, but I definitely played, you know, every at every party um, and some of them like, you know, more than once for sure. So. So how free since the hotel was kind of locked down, how free were you to just kind of do? I mean, because like, for example, you were at Badass Weekend, and we were both at Badass Weekend, where we took over this much smaller sort of hotel, and you know, we were just able to stop by people's rooms and wander around and spank each other and stuff. You know, was stuff like that happening, or was it a little bit more structured? Um, no, it was, it was kind of like that. So um, I'll try to paint a picture. I guess like you, you get to the hotel. Um, they had a, a somewhat of a, a queue or a line, you know, outside and there were wristbands that you needed in order to get in. I think that was just to keep, um, you know, to make sure the people going in were actually there for the right. events and not just like going to gawk, gawk or whatever, or cause problems. Um, so there, so you sort of had to wait through that. And then they had, um, the lobby area had, you know, bars and that was kind of the mingling area. Um, that was perhaps like the first few nights, like we spent a lot of time down there just like catching up with everybody it was sort of a social thing to do and and there was some crossover where you know people knew people from other you know fetish groups and so we were getting introduced that way and um there were some international people there that you know i hadn't seen in years and it's like oh my god you're here you know? <laughs> so that was really nice so that's kind of like imagine like you know a few thousand people in a massive hotel lobby like it's it was very crowded and um they had um some clothing rules but it was pretty basic like you could basically be in a jock and in the lobby of the hotel holding your beer like that's kind of the only thing they expected so there were people you know in the harnesses or in their you know puck gear or right um with a jock on and 
Yeah, and as the weekend went on, like we would see people with like a, a red ass, you know, <laughs> and so it would be very much like fair to go and ask them, like, "Hey, how did you get that?" You know, <laughs> and, did you, uh, did you and do including that? people that we don't even, you know, we did. Yeah, we met this guy Chad um, that, you know, we just started talking to him, and like nobody ever had met him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm super into spanking," and so we told him about that last weekend, and um, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the the lobby, if you can envision um, how that would be, and then. The way they worked the, the, I guess, play, like there was obviously no play in the lobby um, and it was just way too crowded for anything like that. So they, you, you basically did your, you know, more, um, you know, your fetish play in the, in the rooms and they had a system of, they actually had like elevator operators and like people that would organize different trips of elevators because you can imagine how crowded it would be to get up and down the elevators. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a, there was a line to get the elevator for the floor range that you wanted to go to, and um, you know it's very organized that way. But um, they also had you know you need your wristband to get up the elevator, and so they kept it you know kind of enforced that way. Um, and then yeah, generally if a room was open, it was considered acceptable to just walk in. Like that was kind of an open invitation. Cool. If you wanted to go and look at whatever fetish you wanted, um, it wasn't really signed or anything so you kind of open the door and you know what you see is what you get um you weren't you were not handed a map of like if you're interested in this go here you know uh, which might have actually been helpful but um but yeah i mean i i basically focus on the the, the rooms that you know i that there were thinking parties and things going on and um there was one opportunity we had um to go there's a, a part of the hotel where um I'll try to describe it. The hotel is like um, two towers, but there's this middle courtyard. So there's there's places where you can actually see the interior looking windows. Um, so there's this bank of windows that you can stand in the hallway and, and basically look at. It's, it's like a bingo or a checkerboard of all these windows. And, you know, the people that get those windows, they want people to look in and see what they're doing. <laughs> um, so you can actually get a little, you know, like a smorgasbord of, you know. Yeah, I <laughs> saw. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. was. I saw someone tweet some some little videos of video clips of like of looking over and seeing through other windows and seeing what people were doing in their rooms with the blinds fully up, meaning they were being total exhibitionists. Oh yeah, no, they they were yeah, and and I think the people that like specifically reserve those rooms, like they do it because of that. <laughs> like they want to be they want to be looked at and. Um, so yeah, so I did that once. They they have a, a name for that. It's, it's called Slingo, as in like bingo with slings. You know? <laughs> um, and uh, so like some of the guys, some of the guys like to walk up and, and do that. So that was interesting. Like I I never um, like just to give an example. I'd never seen this thing before. I knew it existed and I knew kind of what was involved. But you could get a pretty good illustration of it by going up and looking through those windows. Cool. So did you did you see anything that intrigued you that you hadn't been interested in before? Um, I I actually was kind of curious about um, pup play because it it seems to me that it's like quite a relevant thing now um, that's come up and it's you know very popular and yeah it is really taken kind of, off yeah I need to kind of get I need to get a yeah. pup in, I need to get a pup into spank who is into spanking to come on the podcast to talk about because it's really it's interesting how I think I think it is replacing the 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 old fashioned biker uniform scene I think we're seeing that phase out and pup play phase in 
So it's interesting. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So I mean, that that would be the main one, I guess, because um, yeah, they were cute boys, and um, they seemed to be interested in spanking as well. And um, and I, you know, I showed interest in in their thing. You know, it's a, it's a two-way street, right? So um, so yeah. But I, I was curious about it just because I know it's it's quite relevant now uh, uh, for the type of guys I like. So I wanted to learn more about it. So did you spake any pups? Um, probably yes, but not, none of the ones that I sort of socialized with in the lobby. Like I, I was not um, successful or, or didn't, didn't put enough pressure on <laughs> to actually like take them up and give them a spanking or get, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, uh, so probably at, you know, if they were at the spank party, but, but nobody that I, um, you know, was kind of having those in-depth discussions with downstairs. Okay. So this sounds like so. So how many how many spankings did you get in, and how, well, how were you were you also spanked? Because I, I I've certainly spanked you plenty. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think no. I I would think it would be. I was spanked quite a bit more than I gave. Oh okay. Um. Fine. Yeah. Um. And it's just kind of how it turned out. Um. But no, I I think I had probably at least like at least a dozen play sessions over the you know the three and a half days I was kind of involved in it so yeah it's pretty good <laughs> did you get spanked? And I have one more in like 40, 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> did you get spanked by anybody new uh yes yeah absolutely yeah um yeah new 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 and old i mean some of the people that i met at my very first camp red tail um were 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 around and um played with a few of them and and yeah some some newer guys uh, that are i think all of them are from the dc area um Actually, the one from Philadelphia as well. So. Were these, yeah, were, were these I didn't all... know because they're mm. you know they're not from the West Coast. So. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my the most wonderful thing about going to Badass Weekend for me was like seeing you know meeting all of these people who are on the scene from the East Coast who have been in the scene for ages, yes. who have never met because they're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So, um, yes. and were, were these typical you know over the knee spanking sessions anything unusual about them to share? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, there was one scene that was that was a bit different, um, but it was actually a lot of fun. Um, I was invited to dinner after the um, the party at the um, the Green Lantern, which is the the bar where they have the, the monthly party. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh sure, you know, go for di- go for dinner. And um, there was a a guy that there were a couple of my friends were staying with, and he lives in D.C. And so we we sort of went over to his place afterwards. And um, there there were actually two, you know, spankers, two guys that. Um, were wanting to spank <laughs> and there there were like four of us uh that that were gonna get spanked and so they they had us in these positions where like i was kind of laying over a bed if that makes sense um, over the end of the bed oh right yeah. and another boy was another boy was straddling me so they were on top of my torso and like on top of me <laughs> <laughs> um so they were able to spank us uh four four people at, or four boys at a time <laughs> Uh, so that was new for me and kind of neat because, uh, of course, when the person that's not you is getting spanked, you can feel their reactions when their body is like touching you. Right. Um, so that's kind of neat. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so, so overall, it was a, a was a, a successful a successful trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I had a great time. Um, and uh, you know it's too bad that like I, I did have some desire to see more things in DC. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of things are closed. <laughs> oh yes, uh, for for reasons we don't need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, but you know, there's been more than enough to do uh, with all of that, and I do still have um, another day here, so I can probably, uh, if if the weather warms up a little bit today, there's like this crazy cold snap. I think it's about it's below 20 degrees, anyways, with wind. So I'm not about to venture around the uh, you know the the the, the DC sites <laughs> when it's that cold. So. Yeah, yeah. And not only well, not only is the government shut down today is Martin Luther king day and is a holiday anyway so yeah yeah so it would have been uh a lot of things would have been closed today anyway yeah well it's good to hear uh so if you know if you're up in that area i'm i'm thinking of branching out i mean well as people who have been listening to the podcast have, have noticed I, I have slowly been kind of branching out into other kinds of kink and flogging and things like that so i might consider going out to one of these things especially you know and i'm paying closer attention to pups so i, I want to I want to maybe spank a few pups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, they're, yeah, they're all over. They're all over events like this. So, um, yeah, you should definitely come and, and check it out. And this this is a good one. And and I have been to IML, but only briefly. So I, I shouldn't even really say I've been to IML, but I I have actually kind of walked around it. And it's a it's a very similar setup, and you know a little bit a little bit closer to where we are. Cool. And so um, with that, we'll wrap up the Real Dude Spaking Real Dude section and talk a little bit <laughs> and get back into bad news uh, with the fantasy life of spaking. Um, so <laughs> through, th- throughout the history of the podcast, um, I'm whenever I'm telling people how to reach me, one of the ways that I encourage people to reach me is through Tumblr uh, because it's particularly popular with younger dudes, people who are in their 20s, people who are just getting into the fetish, people who have a lot of fantasies about spanking who haven't done anything yet, Um, and Tumblr has been a really good location to interact with the spanking fantasies, to see artwork, to see images, to see clips of spanking porn, and to just kind of like get inspired and learn and get to know what spanking fantasies are, and just to you know to to discover that there are lots of other people who share your fantasies. Unfortunately, um, in December, uh, Tumblr announced that they were essentially purging all adult sexually, not just sexually oriented imagery, but all adult imagery, any nudity that that except for very very limited. Um, it's just been purged completely from Tumblr. Um, everyone was profoundly shocked. Uh, Tumblr is known for being a place where people go to look for porn. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you were you on Tumblr? Um, I was not on Tumblr, but I definitely looked at Tumblr. Right. Yeah. So, so it's in fact um, uh, when they a- announced that they were that they were purging adult and, and porn off of Tumblr. I was like, what? So I did some quick research um, and like they, they had studied and like um, one out of five. So, so, so there was a small percentage of Tumblr accounts that were, that were posting pornographic imagery, but they determined that one out of five people on Tumblr, 20% of the people on Tumblr we're following those accounts. So <laughs> fully one-fifth wow. of people on Tumblr were on Tumblr for the purposes of looking at pornographic imagery and adult imagery. So so it's been devastating. So I did further research, and so, so I could kind of track down, and I wanted to talk a little bit, because um, this is kind of 
potentially a sort of canary in a coal mine kind of situation. Um, so Tumblr was purchased years ago by Yahoo. Um, and then Yahoo uh, was itself purchased by Verizon. And so, so, so Verizon, this, this um, cell phone, you know, company, uh, purchased these these online media, social media sharing things, and, and so that includes, you know, uh, also America Online, which still exists, uh, um, Tumblr, um, and all of these things. Um, it turns out they're really not making any money off of this stuff. Um, Tumblr is worth nothing, um, and so so you've got this gigantic phone company that has that, that that spent a lot of money purchasing these online things thinking they were going to create an online media empire so you know to go along with its phone empire and it hasn't really been working that way um none of this stuff is making any money and then uh, folks may remember back in november um apple who you've dealt with uh trying to, to get waps on there um yanked them from from the i from the iPhone store, uh, because they had because uh, child porn images were showing up on Tumblr, um, and the tools that were supposed to stop you know block child porn from being shown on Tumblr uh, weren't working properly and failed temporarily and caused child pornography to be available on Tumblr. So bad thing um they worked to fix it a couple weeks later uh they made this big announcement we're just going to get rid of all adult imagery um there's a little bit more to it than all of this well first of all you know since they're not making any money i mean why put yourself in that sort of risk so so as a from a business perspective i kind of understand what's going on um but we also need to talk about um a law that was passed last year whose repercussions are echoing still echoing through the internet um, and that's called FOSTA, the Fighting Online Sex Trafficking Act, um, which is very much in – it was sold to the public as a way of stopping people from being sold into sex, sex slavery online. This is how it was promoted. It was, it was stopping sex trafficking. Um, in reality, it really uh, – it criminalized, federally criminalized – um, online advertising of sex work. Uh, so, so, so Colby Jensen, who we had on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, he's you know he's a porn actor, but he also he uh, he is also a professional sex worker. He can no longer you know if he advertises his stuff online, um, he can you know get in get in significant trouble. We we've had sites get shut down. Um, what FOSTA does is that it holds sites potentially li uh, liable uh, for sex trafficking advertisements that show up on their sites, which creates a huge, huge legal risk for anybody, for any website that lets people post stuff on there. So Tumblr, for example, you know, people post stuff on Tumblr. Um, before this law passed, there was a special exemption in online uh, law where uh, sites like Facebook or Tumblr or or any of these places, Backpage, couldn't be held legally liable for illegal content as long as they removed it when they were informed. So, like if someone was trying to sell drugs on you know, using Tumblr or Facebook page to sell drugs, um, Facebook couldn't be held responsible for it. Uh, but if they were informed by the authorities, they needed to block that and take that stuff down. 
uh, FOSTA is different, it now holds these sites potentially legally liable for prostitution, sex work ads, sex trafficking ads. So this has slowly over the course of the last year caused this big, huge crackdown on sex-related content online. And, and sites are discovering their huge now legal liabilities that they have to worry about. Um, you had mentioned to me, um, Jaden, that um, someone who uh, is a, a company that processes fees for WAPs, didn't something happen with them? Uh, yeah, they, they changed their policy in November of 2018. And so I got the notification and I was like, well, normally I don't look at these things. But I'm like, I should probably look at this. So I, I opened it up and, and one of the changes they made to their, you know, massive like user, you know, agreement and whatnot is, is a list of prohibited businesses was up, updated. And so they specifically added, um, dating sites that are sexually oriented are prohibited. Um, so if your dating site is sexually oriented, then I guess they, they will not process your money, um, which has not come an issue yet, but it certainly raises the, you know, the question about, um, where, you know, if, if, if not, if, if they're all going to be like that, then how do you, you know, how can a site like that exist? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And you can see the concern is, would they be held liable if someone uses, um, these online dating sites to uh, sell prostitution, you know, to, to sell sex work, to, you know, to, to engage in sex trafficking, because that's what that law that was passed last year does. So it kind of explains a little bit about what's going on with Tumblr. Um, people are looking for alternatives. Uh, people, some people are just like posting their porn on Twitter, which you can do. Um, I'm just worried. Uh, a lot of people are doing this. I think this crackdown is going to reach Twitter. So I'd be kind of wary. You're, you've been seeing a lot on Twitter, right? Yeah, I would say that like as an alternative to Tumblr, like Twitter is the leading alternative, it, it appears. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, they're they're a big company with a lot of stake and they're not going to risk um, being, being, you know, um, liable for any of this. So it's likely that it'll go the way of um, Tumblr, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so, but, so, so, I mean, people are using Twitter. I'm, I'm sure you use it while you still can. Um, but one of the other sites that had been, it existed and is now, um, uh, I just joined it and some other folks are joining it is called a B a B D S M L or <laughs> it's literally spelled B D S M L R dot com. So essentially, sort of Tumblr, but BDSMler. Um, I recently joined. Uh, some of my some of my buddies have joined. I'm on there as Redspank Scott, just as I was on Tumblr. I haven't really done anything with that page yet, um, other than post one test photo or test artwork. And the message from Threshold about the club being shut down by the fire department. So, um, I'll, I'll probably if it if it takes off, I'll probably start using it the way I used to use Tumblr. Um, and did you just join? I joined today, and um, yeah, it, it they when, when I joined, there was a warning message saying that they've recently had a spike in registration for for um, BDSMler. So it suggested to me that. Uh, a lot of people are moving over and um, they may be having some growing pains with with the big influx of people. Um, so I, I think that's a good sign as far as the, if they're if they're equipped to be the replacement or the alternative for Tumblr. Um, 
that you know that's probably going to be one of the key places. Yeah, and Tumblr and my Tumblr feed has been like there are a couple of automated bots who keep like just reposting porn and they're still there. There's only a couple of them, but but no, the original it's all dead. Like like most of the the Tumblr accounts that I follow on Tumblr, I don't see anything that they're posting because they're they're sent they're either they've either left or it's being censored. And so they they really went through with it. And there's hardly it, my my Tumblr page is just dead. It's very de- the 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 thing that really bothers me about it is not so much about what it, about sharing a porn itself erotic you know movies they're always you know they have sites um, if you were someone who was looking for pornographic videos um, I'll just repeat uh, a place called Clips for Sale and that's actually spelled Clips the number four sale dot com it is a site where that hosts a lot of um, pay per download uh, uh, porn of various fetishes. There's an entire category for male male spanking. Um, so, and like there are dozens of, of amateur studios who host their stuff on there, and you can pay just a couple dollars and download uh, various spanking porn scenes. Um, but what really kind of bothers me about it is that it's a real uh, Tumblr was a real good location for artists. Um, erotic artists to share their work, draw people's attention to it, and then point to like their Patreon accounts, uh, so people can support them. You know, give them a few dollars every month uh, to help these people continue their artwork. And that is, it really bothers me that that's kind of gone away because I really, really love spanking artwork, um, and I support spanking artists. Um, I've probably spent a couple thousand dollars over the past few years. Uh, paying for artists to do spanking artwork for me. Um, and it kind of bothers me that that's kind of been screwed up by this. And, uh, you know, and if something comes around um, that, that replaces Tumblr, if BDSMLR becomes that place, I'll, I'll let people know. But um, if you out there are listening to this podcast and you know of a place where BDSM artists um, have have turned to, to host their artwork, uh, let me know, and I'd love to publicize it. So... Uh, so with that bad news, <laughs> it's this has not been the most fun podcast. Thank God we had thank God we had Mal to to lighten things up. Um, we did get a question uh, for the podcast uh, we can talk to um, from, and it's very interesting because it's something I don't really think about. So uh, someone asked, uh, "How would you go about spanking someone who's new to it?" And to be more specific, this is not someone who's got a spanking fetish and is finally getting it, but someone who is, who isn't into the spanking the same way we spankos are. Wondering if you have any thoughts on how to introduce spanking to a non-spanko, if that makes sense. Um, yes, it does, because it's something that I don't really think about, because ever since I've been on the dating scene, I've been a spanko, so I've always been looking for other guys into spanking. But if you find someone that you like who isn't into spanking and you but they're willing to give it a try, essentially. Um, has that happened to you? Because, you know, I, I know you, you, you date. Yes. Um, yeah, it's happened to me a few times. Um, I Yeah, I think it's, like, probably the harder part is is raising the, the question to them or, or opening that discussion. So um, it sounds like this, the question that's come in is, like, this person's already had that discussion. Like, they've already sort of... Um, you know, op- opened up about the fact that they're into this. Um, and so that's, that's good. And then 
comes the time when, okay, well, let's try it because we want this to be a fun part of our sex life. And, um, I think it's, it's like anyone getting their first thinking, right? You, you yeah. start easy and, and you communicate and, you know, and you, you know, try to, um, make sure they're, you know, they're enjoying it. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah, start with him. I, I think very straightforward. Um, ask, you know, I would talk to them about if there are any experiences that they had that make them nervous about getting a spanking, first of all, because when it, you know, it's the funny thing, is like, once you're into spanking, once you actually get spanked, especially as an adult, like, what's the, 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 the weirdness of it wears off? It's just, it becomes much less of a, a thing to be nervous about. And you, it, it takes it, you have to kind of go through some mental steps to go back and think about someone who doesn't have a spanking fetish and might have seen, you know, spanking as a way that adults abuse kids, you know? So you just kind of want to talk to this, talk to it before, make sure that there aren't any sort of psychological triggers that you need to worry about, like that, that, uh, before you, you get into it, make it clear. Um, don't even, you know, normally we tell people to go with safe words. Don't even do that. Just like, be in open communication during this whole time. Let them tell you to stop whenever they want to stop. Start with hand. Um, if you have implements, um, show them your implements. Let them pick implements. Let don't ever like throw and you know do something on them without them knowing what it is. Um, so let them pick implements. Let them veto implements. Um, let them you know if you give him you know if they let you if they say oh let's try that paddle and you give him a swipe I'm like oh god no uh <laughs> from the first one <laughs> listen to them um be be kind to them while you're doing it this is not the don't let the bully out don't let the daddy out um unless they ask for it um it may be that they actually want that psychological part um and the pain part is what scares them so let's help them get used to the pain part and see how they feel about it. Um, uh, and then my, my, my other suggestion would be to let them also spank you. Um, because what we're talking about is someone who hasn't had this experience. And so they don't know how it feels like, um, you know, to, they don't know what it like, feels like to be spanked as an adult. They might've gotten it as a kid. They, probably most certainly definitely don't know what it likes what it feels like to give a spanking um so if you're willing to do that do that um i so the bully i should mention um who i i bought him for he is um dating a guy who he introduced to kink um and he discovered he hadn't had these experiences and his, his boyfriend discovered he really likes it and they play mutually. So so when the bully is here, when he comes to visit, he's pretty much a top at these parties. Um, but they play mutually and they do things to each other and they experiment and they have fun. And it's great. And he, he the boy, by the way, seems to think that I'm going to be doing this or that um, when I find a boyfriend who tops me, it's going to be someone that I introduced to the spanking scene. Um, so let him also give you spankings. Um, just to see how he feels. He might discover that he enjoys dishing it out. And then he, you may end up having a different discussion. So any, any other advice, uh, Jaden? Uh, no, I think, I think you've, you've covered it. Um, yeah, again, it's, I, you know, I think the hardest part is over with for this person. Like if you've already had the discussion, like, uh, by the way, there's something I need to tell you. And, uh, because yeah, some people that I've 
you know, dated and such, like I've kind of waited a little bit and then I've brought it up at the right time or what I thought was the right time. And you can tell pretty quickly, like if it's something maybe they've tried before and they, they absolutely know that they don't like, um, it's a little crushing, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, that's kind of like a pretty important thing. So, um, yeah, so I, I would, yeah, I, I think it's great that, that they're at a point where, okay, we've had the talk, like we're cool with it. Let's try it, see how we can make this work. And, um, and, but yeah, I think it's, it's like, for, like giving anyone their first thinking. I mean, you just, um, you take it easy, make sure you communicate lots. Um, probably, you know, easy on implements as you suggested and, yeah. um, just try to, try to have fun with it, right? Like it's, that's the idea. Um, and as far as like getting into, you know, role plays and like verbal stuff, probably not the first time because you don't really know, yeah. um, how that's going to work with them and, and what their triggers like might be and such. So I'll just keep it simple. Yeah. Once they, once they realize it's not scary, um, then you can kind of talk about how to, you know, if if they're okay with it, you know, what what about it makes it fe- makes them feel sexy? What about it makes you feel sexy? And then you can kind of discuss where to go from there. So, um, and I actually, I replied to this guy. Of uh, uh, he messaged me a, a couple weeks ago. So so if it went well, uh, send me send us a new message and let us know how things went so we can we can see if we we gave good advice <laughs> uh and with that i guess i will wrap up this episode because i know you've you've got a dude coming over and i certainly do not want to, to cause someone's spanking to be delayed um so, <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with me um you can always reach me on spank this hookups as red spk scott you can also hit me up on recon on 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 um Waps uh, and on Scruff as Red Spank Scott, um, R E D S P A N K S C O T T. And now I'm on BDSM LR um, as Red Spank Scott. And of course, you, Jaden, are on Waps. You are officially Waps <laughs> on there. Um, so if anyone's looking to get in touch with you, uh, join Waps and, and, uh, and, and talk to Jaden. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from people if they have uh, comments or even ideas for more podcasts that we can do together. Um, things that I've talked about, but I haven't fully, you know, given all the details. And yeah. so there's uh, things that can might be interesting. So, All right. And with that, um, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, hopefully we'll have some good news about Moonburn in the next podcast. <laughs> so Yeah, thank- let's hope. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys.